1: Immediately, I have something very important to tell you, sir. Yes, Spock, there you are. We have very important away mission
0: to. Wait, what are you wearing? This is my after hours attire, my glossier sweatshirt. Your after hours attire? Mm, I'm not set to return to the bridge until 0800, sir. During your shore leave in Iceland, Bones and I were in charge, and upon your return, you said there's no time for that now. Might I observe, sir, that you seem in a heightened state of distress.
1: Yes, I am. How very observant of you.
0: Sir, I really don't think sarcasm is necessary at a time like this, but... Yes. Oh my.
1: Exactly, oh my. It's a black hole.
0: It is indeed that. How did the sensors fail to pick
1: this up? I've no idea, but we're headed right towards it, and I've been trying to break off course since I finished reading the message from my mother about um, the sir, thing sir, that she wrote me about. A,
0: a message from your mother?
1: Yes, Spock. It's fine. I feel totally capable of leading the ship and saving this crew, and re- responding to this message from my mother about upcoming life day. I just need Captain. I, I,
0: I think I think you might be hyperventilating. <laughs> Also, that holiday is not from this fandom.
1: I think I need to sit down.
0: Yes, please do. Bridge to Bones.
1: He's in surgery.
0: Oh, that's right. The Klingon we picked up on Tyrellian Prime. Well, I think we can start to sort this out ourselves. The first thing we have to do is... Disconnect from that black hole! I think you mean breathe, and disconnect from your family history of prentification. And the black hole? And yes, and the black hole. But first, a brief intro. I am Larissa Garski, licensed marriage and family therapist, writer, researcher, and first officer here on the Starship Therapies.
1: And I am Justine Maston, LMFT, LADC, writer, researcher, and the Captain Kirk of this particular vessel.
0: <laughs> and just a reminder to our listeners at home that just because we're therapists, doesn't mean that we are your therapists, unless we are. This podcast is for the purposes of education and humor, and is not intended to replace seeing your own therapist. And we want to give an extra trigger warning this episode. We're getting into some pretty serious and heavy stuff. So if you find that you're having feelings, please take care of yourself and seek your own therapy if needed. You can always hit pause on this pod. Mm-hmm. And now can we get back to the issue
1: at hand? The black hole of
0: parentification. It's as terrifying as it sounds. It really is. Today, listeners, we're using the metaphor of the black hole to help describe the concept of parentification. Bach, what do you mean? There is
1: literally a black hole right outside the ship,
0: and there's also a metaphorical one right here. Her rump. <laughs> <laughs> Parentification is a concept first popularized by one of our recently deceased fathers of marriage and family therapy, Sal Mnuchin, and it describes what happens when a child is put in the role of parent by one or both of their parents. In effect, the child acts as a caregiver for their own caregivers. This often occurs due to the parent having some challenges with attachment in their own history, something that has kept them from launching into the adult role themselves.
1: I know some people like that.
0: I know you do, sir. I think we both do. And while it might be very interesting to hear about your upbringing by the Kirks and Riverside, Iowa, wasn't, or my upbringing back at Vulcan, <laughs> I think that our audience would probably prefer to hear about a fandom to which they can relate.
1: I'd rather talk about me, but I see your point. Uh, how about
0: Veronica Mars? They're talking about starting that up again. I know. But actually, no. Uh, huh. How about we, I know, but how about we discuss Jessica Jones? Oh, from Mad Men? No, from the comics. They made a Mad Men comic? No, no, Captain. I'm talking about part-time private eye, full-time alcoholic, and mutant Jessica Jones, of the superb Alias comics created by Brian Michael Bendis that inspired the Marvel Netflix series. Huh? You know, with the the Purple Man played by David Tennant, the Tenth Doctor. Oh yeah, and he had the creepy name, like Killmonger. Yeah, Kilgrave.
1: Yeah, Kilgrave. Oh, it was so confusing because he was sexy but evil, and and that <laughs> Jessica Jones was starring Kristen Ritter from Veronica Mars. And you know, have you learned nothing in your time with me? Just always lead with Tenant, man.
0: Duly noted, sir. Uh, admittedly, I always forget that Jessica Jones was on Veronica Mars. Why are you like this? I don't know. I've tried therapy. <laughs> But getting back to the task at hand, we chose Jessica Jones as our protagonist of prentification because her challenging origin story with negligent adult caregivers and being put in impossible situations paved the way for an adulthood of struggle and sadness. Oh, God, that is
1: dark shit.
0: Hence <laughs> the black hole.
1: Okay, but what happened to Jessica that caused her all this struggle? I mean, before 10 showed up, if I remember right... She's the oldest child in a classic suburban home, um, embittered mother in denial, father, sweet little baby brother who won't leave her alone. And her parents let her know, both verbally and nonverbally all the time, that it is Jessica's job to fix things in the family, even though she's only a handful of years older than her brother. Okay,
0: wait, I think I get it. Yes, exactly so. Though young Jessica's parents don't consciously intend to triangulate her into their marital problems... Their dyadic strife is such that the only way for the family system to continue without imploding is to triangulate in a third
1: member to be a buffer. And when that's done in a clinical setting of couples therapy, that can actually be a really effective way to de-escalate de-escalate a couple that's at war and to help them regulate before attempting to reconnect.
0: Very true. But Jessica is neither an adult nor a couples therapist. She's a teenage girl who wants her parents to get along and for her family to stay together.
1: That seems like way too much pressure to put on a kid. It it really showcases one of the hallmarks of parentification, which is putting the child in situations that they are not equipped to either handle or solve, and then forcing them to resolve them.
0: And that's before Jessica's family gets in a major traffic accident, effectively killing the rest of her family and leaving Jessica orphaned.
1: Oh my god, this is so sad!
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Superheroes aren't really known for their, like, happy, wholesome backstories. So thanks to Jessica's history of parentification, what other story could Jessica tell herself about these uh, incomprehensible events other than, it's my fault they all died?
1: And this all happens uh, before she gets her superpowers?
0: It's quite the coming-of-age story. I thought Link had it bad. You know, that's actually a great point, sir. I'm glad that you're referencing The Legend of Zelda. Um, Because the child heroes in The Legend of Zelda series have similar struggles to young Jessica Jones. Absent or deceased parents, huge obstacles, powers that single them out as both important and unique. But Zelda
1: and Link usually figure their shit out. I mean, they they lean into their roles as heroes. And it seems like Jessica spends half her life attempting to deny or hide that she has mutant powers.
0: Perhaps because her origin story is founded on feelings of worthlessness rather than worth. Link and Zelda are empowered by their supernatural abilities, in part because the stories told to them by their social groups, i.e. their families and supportive community members, is that they are capable of saving Hyrule. But Jessica is subjected to experiences that repeatedly make her feel incapable and unfit to help herself or her family. Parentification presents an unsolvable dilemma because the child cannot be the parent. Only the parent can be the parent. Sir, are, are, are you all right? I just,
1: I find myself feeling such compassion for Veronica Mars' Jessica Jones. She goes from one impossible situation to the next after her parents die and she's adopted by Trish's mother, where she is yet again shoved into the role of teen as parent. And of course, she feels powerless to save Trish. She's not Trish's parent. All she ever needed to be was Trish's friend, but her family of origin equipped her with the wrong story about
0: herself. <laughs> well, it does seem like she might be turning things around with her new family of choice in both the comics and the Netflix series. Really? Well, mm, sort of. Rentification really is a black hole of bullshit. It certainly is, Captain. Speaking of which, how are we doing with that literal black hole? Oh, that.
1: Uh, we're gonna experience a complete hull breach in T-minus... two minutes? Captain! I thought I should just have been able to handle this all by myself. But that's why I have a crew. Just because I'm the captain doesn't mean I have to do everything.
0: That's the dual eye of parentification, sir. Making the child believe that they alone must solve all of the family's problems when they are in fact incapable of doing so.
1: Well, that's enough of
0: that! Uh, Sir?
1: Am I the captain or not? You are exactly. So let's get the rest of the bridge crew on deck and get us out of this black hole. I may not have been able to save my parents' marriage, but I can work with my crew to save us from this black hole.
0: Well said, sir. Computer, please pause podcast while we save the ship.
1: Computer, if the ship cannot be saved, please release the pod for pod sterity. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And we're back. You did great. So did you. And Bones really came through there at the end. He showed up at the crucial moment right after completing that surgery and saving the Klingon.
1: Yeah, he is one of the greats. Now, for those of you listening at home, battling your own parentification black hole, we have some final thoughts for you.
0: First, remember it was not your job as a child to be the parent in your household. Only an adult has the responsibility and resources to parent.
1: Second. It is completely okay to take time to understand how and why your parent acted the way they did, if that's something that's important to you, because it might even be helpful. But remember that that understanding doesn't excuse your parents' behavior, and it also doesn't diminish the pain that you experienced
0: when you were a child and the pain that you're still maybe experiencing. And finally, please have compassion for yourself when you fall into old patterns. It is so hard to stop being a parent once you have been playing that role. Remember that your parent is an adult, no matter how much they seem like a child. Give yourself permission to stop parenting them now. It's okay. You really can. Oh, that was beautiful. And before I forget, I just want to give a brief shout out of terms that you can Google friends if you feel like it would be helpful to get a little bit more information about uh, what we talked about today. So obviously, big one is going to be parentification. The term child parent also comes up and means basically the same thing. We talked about family of origin today, a little bit about family of choice. And then there are two big theorists here, uh, one of which I can pronounce, and I'm going to do that now. <laughs> uh, that's, that's going to be Salvador Mnuchin, uh, known as Sal by his close friends and colleagues. And then and all of us that learned about him in and, school, and all of us that learned about him from school, shout out to Anne Ramage. We love you, Anne. <laughs> and then there is—I'm so. S- <laughs>
1: Larissa was so mad when I said there was another
0: theorist and that this was their name. I just—I want to apologize to her. I and I know she's no longer with us. She's like <laughs> you know transcended and moved on. But but nonetheless, I'm sorry to like. <laughs> Just everyone for what I'm about to say right now. Mm-mm. Her name, I believe, is Melita Schmidberg-Klein. <laughs> this is the best moment of my day. And on a lighter <laughs> note, you can definitely check out and stream Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix and check out the Alias comic series by Brian Michael Bendis. I highly recommend both.
1: We may be at the helm of this ship, but we know who really keeps us running. Thank you to Ensign Kyle Rebar, who composed our theme song. To Lieutenant Catherine Mandicat Duthie, who designed our beautiful cover art. And finally, thank you to our fabulous producer, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens, who is an excellent parent to his various fur children, even if he's going on a 10-day long-away mission. <laughs> Tune in to our next episode on The Power of Play. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter And the very best way you can support our podcast is to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And be sure to tell your friends. And as always, friends,
0: live long and and prosper. prosper.